Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Is this the nightcap? Yo, this is Patrick. Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Nightcap. No! This is Patrick! Time now for the Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're going to give you a little bit of a hockey hour here to lead you into the weekend. I don't really want to do it because, honestly, I'm looking outside right now. Can't wait. It looks awesome out. It's supposed to get a little cold tonight, I think, but it's beautiful. No clouds in the sky. It was warm when I came in. I'm imagining it's still pretty warm right now. It's a Friday night. People are getting vaccinated. I've got friends that are now vaccinated that are starting to to get together a little bit more often or really at all, which was something that was not happening with some of my groups of friends in the last year plus. So it's, it's exciting. Like, it's, it's just about summertime. Like, we're getting there. And I'm going to really drag everybody down with Sabres talk. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's not something that's really come up today a lot, especially on Mashope and the Bulldog. But some things that ha- were said earlier today by a couple of guests on this station really triggered me on the Jack Eichel situation. Joe DiBiase here on the Nightcap. 803-0550 is the phone number for your thoughts. We will hear, by the way, some from TSN's Darren Dreger a little bit later in the program, so stay tuned for that. He had a bunch of insider knowledge. Some of it was speculatory, but some stuff on Eichel and also Sam Reinhart. Um, The update on Reinhart Really, we'll get that out of the way here first because Eichel is the more interesting piece of this. But, Reinhardt, Dreger says there is not much of a market for right now, but really I think that is probably because the playoffs are just starting. If you're the Sabres and you're going to have this, you're going to try to open up this auction on your two best players. You're waiting until everybody can take part. You're not doing it now when there's half the league that would not be negotiating in these type of deals. Because you're not going to have, you know, the Washington Capitals. They're just a team to to mention here. The Edmonton Oilers. Any of these teams that that might want a look at even Reinhardt. 
They're not doing that now. They're not thinking about that now. They're thinking about their upcoming playoff series against the Winnipeg Jets. So, to me, nothing's going to move here. Nothing's going to happen for months until the playoffs are over. And then it's going to be go time. It's going to be quick. You're going to have, right after the Stanley Cup Finals finish, you are going to have the draft, you are going to have the expansion draft, and you are going to have free agency all within a few weeks of each other. And if the Sabres are going to make monster deals involving either Eichel or Reinhardt, I think it's probably going to happen in that window. Usually the draft is kind of the ground floor for that. The, 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 the target date for a lot of big trades. Here's the thing, though, about Eichel. I'm starting to be convinced that it's not going to happen. I, I, I might be standing on my own right now for that because I think if you read a lot of Sabre reporters in the area, if you listen to a lot of the national media, if you kind of even just gauge the situation for yourself, you might think, oh yeah, he's gone. I even tweeted myself, the moment Eichel's Zoom call Monday, this past Monday, which feels like a lifetime ago and it's still only this week, the moment Eichel's Zoom call was over, I tweeted, he gone. I thought for sure, that's it. In the heat of the moment, it felt like it was over. And there wasn't a lot that Kevin Adams said on Wednesday that would push anyone towards the Sabres being intent on making sure he's a Sabre through the end of his contract. They were very coy about it. They were very nondescriptive. So we don't really know the motivations of the team. But I believe it just makes too much logical sense to not do this this offseason. And there was a certain comment that Darren Dreger, during his visit with the instigators earlier today, said. And it was that the Rangers would not give up Alexis Lafreniere in a deal for Eichel. And that comes a day after Frank Saravelli from TSN, another national reporter that's plugged into the league, said he didn't think the Kings would be willing to trade Quinton Byfield. And I'm left here thinking, I, and I hope the Sabres would think the same way. If these teams are trying to lowball the Sabres because of Eichel's medical situation, because if Kevin Adams and Chris Drury are on the phone with each other and Drury says, or Adams says, well, to get this conversation started, I need Alexis Lafreniere to be involved in the deal. And Chris Drury responds, well, the neck injury, not really comfortable doing that. Here's what I would do. Capo Caco, my fourth best prospect and a first round pick. If I am Kevin Adams and I hear any general manager tell me that anyone on their team is untouchable, I am hanging up the phone with a few a few exceptions. Obviously, Edmonton's going to tell you Connor McDavid is untouchable. That is acceptable. Colorado Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, 
acceptable. The Toronto Maple Leafs with Austin Matthews, acceptable. How many others do I really want to go down here? Is that it? There should be, I should be able to count on one hand the amount of teams in the league who should be able to tell the Buffalo Sabres and Kevin Adams that there's a guy they wouldn't trade for Jack Eichel. Because he is a top five center in the sport. And he is 24 years old. He is under contract for five more years. He's a player that does not become available ever. At that age, that player is never available. Ever. John Tavares, a couple years ago, when he hit free agency, that was unprecedented for a player of that magnitude to hit the open market and leave. He was almost 30 when that happened. Eichel will still not be 30 even when this contract is up in 2026. This is an unprecedented situation. It's an unprecedented player. And the vibe that I'm hearing from these TSN guys is that other GMs and other teams around the league are not willing to pay an unprecedented price. Because for the Sabres' sake, that is what it should take. Unprecedented player available, unprecedented trade package. Those two things need to meet together. Or you don't trade him. You just don't trade him. You hang up the phone. If the Kings tell you they're not putting a second overall guy from last year that's played five games in the NHL, if they're telling you that guy will not be moved in an Eichel trade, they just won't do it, you hang up the phone. It's Jack Eichel. It's not even Ryan O'Reilly. It's Jack Eichel. The franchise player. An elite centerman in the sport at his age. You need to get that A-plus return. Because the Sabres might not have all the leverage in the world. Because Eichel can, Eichel can create some of his own leverage. If he doesn't, If he doesn't himself decide to do things that we haven't seen a player do in years, then the Sabres hold all the leverage. He's under contract for five years. If Eichel says, I want to be traded, the Sabres can say, and to this extent, there's nothing officially or even unofficially to tell us that. Kevin Adams said Wednesday, Eichel has not asked for a trade. And nobody has reported that Eichel's asked for a trade. We're all guessing we're all connecting the dots to put together that he probably wants to be moved but we don't have that yet we don't have that yet and maybe part of the reason we don't have that yet is Eichel knows what saying that entails and what needs to happen if he makes that call if he makes that call he's got to be willing to sit home he's got to be willing to not come into work He's got to be willing to forego paychecks. He has got to be willing to accept an enormous mountain of criticism 
from others around the league, not just in the media, but other league executives, other general managers, other players, because hockey players don't do that. They don't hold out like NFL players do or NBA players do. They don't sit home because they're upset with their contract, because they're upset with their playing situation. That does not happen in the National Hockey League. When's the last time that's happened? Ryan Johansson did it for a few weeks with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He inevitably ended up back in Columbus and then was traded sometime after that. Didn't last that long. Willie Nylander did this, but it was a contract negotiation with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was money-driven. It was not, I'm quitting on the team. And that's what will get said about Eichel. Not just here in Buffalo, but league-wide. If he doesn't show up to work, it's, well, he quit. And a guy that's already had has some reputation around the league for pulling strings behind the scenes, I don't know if he's ready for that. I don't know if he wants that. I think he wants it to go a lot smoother than that. But if he doesn't take that very hard path towards being willing to say to the Sabres, I'm not playing next year. I'm not coming to work unless you move me. Then the Sabres have the leverage. They can wait out for that perfect offer. And to me, that's what it should take. It should take a perfect offer. The Sabres should not feel rushed in any way to do this deal. It is not the Taylor Hall situation from this past trade deadline. And that's even if a year from now, just over a year from now, we're still talking about this. And Eichel's still a Sabre. And we're still left wondering, is he going to be traded? Because if that is still the case a year from now, we'll be approaching July 1st of 2022. And the reason that date is important is the Sabres might care about it a lot. And maybe even they should. Because Eichel will be due a $7.5 million signing bonus on that day. And his no-movement clause kicks into his contract. Right now, he's got none of that. If the Sabres wanted to send him to the Calgary Flames, they wanted to sell him out to the middle of nowhere, Western Canada, and Eichel doesn't want to go, doesn't matter. They can do it. If the Flames, of course, would be willing to take on a player that doesn't want to be there. So I guess there is, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a perfect situation. But next year, that no-movement clause, even with the no-movement clause, it is not the same as the Taylor Hall situation that we just saw. Because there was a timeline on Taylor Hall. Hall told the Sabres, I only want to play for the Bruins. And the Sabres, I mean, you just had no card to play. You got to deal with Boston. That's it. You could threaten to him, well, you're going to be with Sabre for the rest of the, of the season. But, and maybe there's an argument to be said they should have done that. I kind of want to make that argument. I haven't done it. I, I, I don't know if I truly believe in it. That's why I haven't done it. But I think there is an argument to be made. The Sabres should have just said, we're not trading you to Boston. You're staying here for the rest of the season. I don't care about a second-round pick. You're, we're not getting low. We're not, we're not going to take a low-ball offer because that's all we got. And in this cycle situation, when there's no rush, when there's no pressure to get the, done, the, deal, the deal done on a, on a timeline basis, then you just don't do it. So, I hope Kevin Adams sends that warning shot to the Rangers, to the Kings, 
to the wild, to whoever might be interested. The word untouchable does not come out of your mouth. That's what I would want to say if I were Kevin Adams to these other general managers. You don't say the word untouchable. Because there should be very few pieces in the entire sport that are untouchable for Jack Eichel. He should be untouchable. But of course, we have all of these factors that are compounding the issue of their being terrible for six years in his career. Now this injury nonsense between the two sides. He's, he is available, potentially, because of very unique circumstances. No one else in the league. Very few players in the league. Again, the McKinnons, the McDavid's, the Matthews, the the guys that are in their mid to low twenties and are elite players. Those are the only guys that should be considered on that pedestal. And even if I'm if I'm the Wild, like Kirill Kaprizov. The guy's been there one year. Yes, he's been unbelievable. He's got a runaway Calder winner. And he's maybe the best offensive player I've already ever seen for the Minnesota Wild. A team that's been pretty darn boring for their entire existence. Has one of the most electric young players in the sport. He is a winger, though. He's a winger that's got one year of sample size. That guy shouldn't be untouchable, should he? In a Jack Eichel trade? And the reasoning, the other reason I think... You wait on it. If you're being lowballed, is because I feel like these teams are using would be using the injury to their advantage. They would be using the neck issue as a reason to get Eichel for less. Because, you know, if you did a trade simulation, even on something as dumb as NHL 21, the video game, you you go look for a fair offer from the Rangers, it includes Alexis Lafreniere. It does. But if the Rangers want to use the neck injury as a reason to not give him up, well, that's why you wait. So both sides really have motivation to want to wait. If the Sabres are getting lowballed, you just don't do it. And maybe you get the added benefit of maybe cooler heads prevail, maybe a few months go by, maybe Eichel's neck injury starts to feel better. Or maybe they allow him to have the surgery and that goes well and he's back on the ice for the Sabres at the beginning of next season. And this is a long shot. (laughs) This might be the biggest long shot of anything I've just said. Maybe they're good next year. (laughs) Could you imagine the Sabres being good? If they were good, maybe that causes Eichel to think, okay, I'm still here and I'm almost in the playoffs. Maybe there's something to be had here. Maybe I don't have to to fracture this relationship any further because this might actually work now. Cousins, look at this guy. He's a second-line center. He's great. Look at Middlestat. Middlestat's come a long way. Hey, Darlene's taking this big jump. Hey, Yoki Haru's taking this big jump. If they were to figure it out, you get that small chance that if they figure it out next year, then maybe Eichel is still a Sabre for a long time. So you have that benefit from the Sabres. And then from Eichel's perspective... You wait a year to have say in where you go, if indeed you still want to be moved, if indeed he even now wants to be moved, next season. Because as I mentioned before, 
The Sabres want to send him to Calgary. They can. Chad Dinaminesis from Expected Buffalo did a great piece on the Anaheim Ducks yesterday. They have a lot to offer. Trevor Zegras, Jamie Drysdale. They got a lot of good young players, and they're going to have a high pick coming up that could really entice the Sabres. But if I'm Jack Eichel, maybe this is why he hasn't officially asked for a trade yet. If I'm Jack Eichel, why do I want to go to Anaheim? Why do I want to do that? I mean, I guess there's an argument to be made. Anything is better than the Sabres right now. But the Ducks? The Ducks are kind of like the Kings, but even worse. They have an aged core. They haven't won anything anytime recently. And the arrow's pointing down. So why is that a good situation for me? I, if I want to leave... If I'm Michael, I want to go to a team where I can actually make the playoffs. I don't want to go from one bad team to another. What's the point of that? And next year, Eichel can nix trades like that. Because if next year, the Ducks have the best offer, he can tell the Sabres, well, that's not happening. He doesn't have to narrow it down to just a couple of teams, but he can deny a couple of bad organizations around the sport. that, like I, I just can't go there. Like, if the point of me getting out of here is to win, I can't go to one of the worst teams in the league. So it makes sense for the Sabres to wait. It makes sense for Eichel to wait. And that's why, as the days have progressed since Monday, I probably would have told you on Monday after the Zoom call that I was 95% sure that Eichel would be moved this offseason, before next year, that he had played his final game in a Buffalo Sabres uniform. would have told you I was 95% sure. Tuesday, Wednesday, a little bit lower, even with Adam speaking, but not too much lower, maybe 75-80%. Yesterday and today, with these reports that the Kings might not want to give you Byfield, the Rangers wouldn't give you Lafreniere, the, just the, the, the feeling that you're being lowballed for a top five center in the league at 24 years old. I'd tell you I'm 50-50. And maybe, you know what, maybe I'm even just giving too much credit to the idea that he will be moved this offseason because that's what everybody thinks right now. I think I am. So you know what? No, it's not even 50-50. I'm more than 50-50. I'm more than 50% sure that Eichel is going to be back on this team next year. The way everything seems to be reading right now, I think he's back. I'm not telling you he's going to be here for the long term. I'm not telling you it's more than 50-50 he's back in 2022-23. But for next season, I just think it makes sense for all parties that he's back. The only thing, of course, riding against that is if the, the relationship between the Sabres and Eichel is so toxic that they just can't coexist together. And that could be the case because a medical issue like this where the team is not letting the player do what he wants with his body, that can really get toxic quick. And it probably, it sounds like, it already has. So for this to work, for both sides to really get the most out of what they want, they can't feel like they're rushed. And a toxic relationship because of an injury and a disagreement about how to go about the injury that can create the rush that the Sabres don't want to have. And I think Eichel doesn't want to have either. Because that's how you end up on just another bad franchise. 
803-0550 is the phone number. We'll take some of your calls in the beginning of the next segment, and we will hear from Darren Dreger. You'll get more insight on what's going on with Eichel and also Sam Reinhart um, from what he was hearing around the league. He was on with the instigators earlier today. We'll get to that in the next segment when we come back on the Nightcap on WGR.